All views expressed on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast are those of the hosts exclusively and should not be construed as an endorsement by sponsors or employers of the hosts. Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Their interest, for whatever reason, is to continually not communicate. Just tell us what is going on. It's so... um, This is the thing I'm most frustrated about as we continue down this road of rumor and silence. It's rumor publicly. Hey, there's a vote coming. Oh, it's just October 10th. Harbaugh says it can be ready in two weeks. Buckeyes are practicing. That means something. Does they, it? Does it mean anything? No, not anymore. Nothing. Nothing means anything. <laughs> NFL's playing. That's all I care about. NFL's playing. You're working. We know that exactly. And be know. glad. I want everybody out there to be glad that they do not live in Santa Clara or San Jose, yeah, California. Let's get a scouting report on what that's like to travel to uh, Buttoned Up USA yes. as we welcome everybody into a September 16th edition. Of the We Tackle Life podcast, Mr. Spielman back from the Niners and the Cardinals. Much to talk about with Kyler Murray, but let's give a scouting report on what it is like to be a resident of the state of California. Well, I'll tell you, I thought uh, the airlines, United Airlines, did a great job. The people on the plane were very cooperative. I was very cooperative Mm -hmm. following the rules. Um, It was interesting coming home. And I don't know the person's or person's situation personally, Mm -hmm. uh, but I saw a nice couple over there getting on a hazmat suit, goggles, shields, plastic gloves, getting dressed, ready to get on the plane. It was goggles, a, wait, 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 goggles and a shield? Yes. And a goggles no, and no, a shield? No, no, one had the, here, I got a picture of it. Excellent. And I, you know, I don't know their situation. You it might be an immunocompromised, or what, I, immunocompromised. 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 So I, I don't know, it just was interesting seeing people and how, how they reacted and responded, and, and it was good. But San Jose, Bruce, I walk in, it's like a ghost town. Like, San Francisco, there's nobody on, on no traffic in San Francisco. You, you cracked now, me up when you said your hotel was like, tell The Shining. Say- it's The Shining. <laughs> I was looking for red rum and a little kid in a tricycle at the end of the, of the road. I, I'm not kidding here. Look at that. Oh, my goodness, yeah. They, they do. Like- they have shields on. They have, like, a plastic suit on. Yeah, they so, got on the plane that way. Yeah, with gloves and everything. Yeah. So and uh, okay. I go, I go into the hotel, check in. Guy looks really depressed. I'd be depressed too if I was locked down for seven months. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, it, considering what it would be, we're very fortunate to live in the state of Ohio. I know that's even frustrating for people to say, but if you just experience what I experienced, restaurants can't go indoors. Mm-hmm. If you sit outside, it's uh, you're lucky to get a table. Plus, you had the fires coming in, and the air quality was 190. So, you know, you go back to the room. It's uh, You're hacking and coughing and sneezing. And what does the sky look like? Uh, at nighttime, it was like orange. So. Yeah. But, uh, well, you got the game in. When well, you talked well, to me cool. on Friday, yeah. you said they might not play. Well, here's the thing. The other thing, too. There's nothing open in. I, I, fortunately, I anticipate this. This is why there's never an excuse not to work out. Yeah. I took my TRX bands and my uh, resistance bands. Because the gym found, was closed? Yeah, gym was closed. Found an empty ballroom. Did a 5K in the ballroom and did a TRX workout in a, a band workout uh, three days that I was out there. But the game was played. How many people were in the hotel? 
It was, uh, it's a big hotel, Fairmont. I mean, so, you know, uh, one of the bigger hotels. Maybe. Normally when you go to the elevator, you're going to see people. I think there was a capacity of 8% and our crew was 5% of the 8%. Okay. So well, maybe what? You knew I was like your own, you and your friends all had a hotel to yourself. Yeah. So, uh, but nothing was open. I mean, Where did you things eat? were roped off. Where did you eat? If the Went rest to the, the grocery store. Shut? Went to grocery store on uh, oh Friday. Didn't have the refrigerator. Wasn't working. So didn't, uh, or wasn't keeping cold. So I had to throw some stuff out. But uh, you could do DoorDash and all that stuff. Oh, okay. But, okay. but I didn't do that. Yeah. So. I went and bought protein and all that sure, stuff. Sure, of course. I'm yes, glad you're back. You I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad yeah, you're it was good. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And Ready to, to go. Philly. Head to Philly this week? Right away. Let's go. Get on a plane tomorrow. Time to go. Boy, Philly can't be feeling very good after blowing a 17 nothing lead to the uh, Washington Buckeyes. So, I'm going to call yeah. them the Washington Buckeyes because every team needs a nickname, and they're going nowhere without Chase <laughs> yes, Young, Washington Terry McLaurin, and uh, Dwayne Haskins. Why don't they just end the suspense and call yeah. themselves the Washington Buckeyes? Yeah, well, I have Washington next week in Cleveland, but... Uh, Look, I, I think this. I mean, week one, especially this year, mm-hmm. I think week one is a liar. I don't. I mean, there's teams that looked really, really good and teams that looked really, really bad. The Minnesota Vikings looked god awful on on uh, defense, at yeah, least. Aaron Rodgers will do that to it. Cleveland. I mean, I I said I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to show up, but I was betting uh, an Aaron Rodgers just to prove a point that I ain't going anywhere for yeah. a while, yeah. and he did show up. I just think there's uh, there's so much improvement from week one to week two. We, we didn't have the OTAs. We didn't have the preseason. So it might take some teams. I don't know why. If I knew why, every team would have played great on Sunday. It might take some teams a little bit more to get going. Uh, I That can still be very good, even though they looked awful in week one. And I go back to my own personal experience back in 1991 in the opener on a Sunday night. We got drilled by the Redskins by 40 30, whatever it was, it doesn't matter once it reached a certain number. Yeah. Uh, end up getting drilled by the Redskins, but a second time, but that was in the NFC Championship game. So week one can be a liar. And so if your team lost, I wouldn't panic, uh, especially the Philadelphia Eagles, although their quarterback took eight sacks. Probably five of those were on him because he holds the ball too long. Mm. But, you know, so there's a lot of good things, though. I mean, I enjoyed football. Fox ratings were up. And which was good and boosted by Tom Brady and Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. Our ratings, at least, we were on a smaller market, obviously, but our our ratings up in California and Arizona were up thirty nine percent for week one. So, Kyler Murray's special player, man. He is special with DeAndre Hopkins. He's even more special. Uh, the now I want to talk real quick, and I know you'll get into it with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I I was really disappointed because he lost the one attribute that I was holding on to for him. Now, hopefully he'll get it back is accuracy. accuracy. I don't know where he was throwing the ball. I really don't. Joe looked like a rookie quarterback. Joe Burrow, yeah. And that... Until the last drive. Yeah, but I think he'll... I think he's going to be yeah. really, really good when it's all said and done. Tomorrow night, Bengals at Browns. We'll be talking about that today. We'll cover the Big Ten. Uh, we want to thank you who are watching us on Facebook. Uh, we had um, this show started... Today I had it 6.45, 6.55, then 7.10, so if you're getting in late, it's my fault. Uh, Spiel's arrival this morning was delayed a bit, but we see we have uh, Anthony in Naples, Florida joining us. It's nice of you to say that, Anthony, and you won't know until the end of the faith portion of the podcast how much I needed to see that kind of a comment today from somebody. So thanks for 
affirming us by saying that you appreciate uh, the hey, work Anthony. that we're yeah. doing. We appreciate that very much. You can all respond via Facebook Messenger, or you can tweet the show at We Tackle. Uh, we are live every day around about, or not every day, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, around about this time. Will you be joining me Friday or will you be on your way to Philly? No, I'll be long gone. Okay, all right. I think I have a guest lined up for Friday. Ooh. I think Dustin Fox is going to join oh, me. Oh, good. Friday. Yeah. So uh, Dustin is not doing Brown's post game, so he should not be, you know, unable to join me Friday. But that's good. where we're headed, uh, Dustin. Or Dustin's I have a, got I have a pretty couple, good gig on ESPN. Yeah, he's got, a great, he's got a great uh, assignment this year with ESPN. His star is growing at ESPN as who's well. He, uh, who's he working with? I don't with? know who he is uh, working with. i got to text him and find that out. All right, so um, let me first of all ask you about your Lions because I think you're still do- – are you still doing your Lions thing during the season? Yeah, I just got done. Okay. I taped one yesterday. All right, so uh, – the Lions should have won that game. Sure, uh, DeAndre Swift dropped a sh- game-winning touchdown pass, but I'm interested in Jeff Okuda because we heard a lot about Chase Young. I didn't hear how Okuda played in the opener. Didn't play any hamstring. Oh, he didn't really. He played and got a hamstring. That's why I did. Maybe why I didn't hear. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, the Lions ended up playing with backups and Mitchell Trubisky, who wasn't very good the whole game, threw a game-winning touchdown. And here's I, again, I boil this down to the NFL because the Cardinals shouldn't have won that game. No. Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo had missed four times. Mm-hmm. So it's all about making a crucial play at crucial times. It's not just making a great play. It's when you make a great play. Mm-hmm. And what time of game do you make the great play? Jimmy Garoppolo had um, Kendrick Bourne wide open in the end zone, underthrew him. Guy was beaten. I hit the defender in the back of the head because he was beat so bad. Mm. Missed a post wide open for a touchdown. Missed a wide open Kyle Juszczyk because of pressure. Then on the fourth and five, he missed his receiver that was open on a little outcut. Well, this play ended the game because the ball was late and inside. So those those are four plays that would have changed that ball game that didn't that didn't change it. And if you watch the NFL, seventy percent of the games are going to come down to the fourth quarter, and it's going to come down to there's going to be somebody to make a play or not make a play. For example, DeAndre Swift. Didn't make a play. No, he didn't. Now, we can go back and say, well, Stafford shouldn't have threw an interception with one or 408 left. He shouldn't have forced a ball in there. He did. But Trubisky and Anthony Miller had a chance to make a play. They made a play. DeAndre Swift, poor guy, rookie year, number mm. one pick. Everybody loves him. Supposed to be a great uh, pass catcher uh, out of the backfield. And just dropped the ball. And, you know, but those are guys, I mean, that's that's where you have to, you know, coddle him a little bit and – because you don't want the guy to go in the no, tank. No, you and can't afford. You can tell by DeAndre Swift what type of kid yeah. he cares, and so you know you got to lift those guys up. Yep. So I'm sure he'll be back. So I got the pleasure of having Red Zone free on YouTube TV for week. How one. great is that? I love it. Red Zone's awesome. I didn't realize. I thought all they did was show you touchdowns, and maybe that's what they do. Because I was watching the Browns, so I really didn't dial into Red Zone until the second window. It's great. Uh, and there were three late games going on: Bengals, Chargers, your game, and uh, forget the third. The the third one, Saints, Bucks. Saints, Bucks was a late game. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I saw a lot of that. So what they did was they just hopped around, and I saw a lot of each game. And I don't think we were in your game when the Cardinals were driving and got a field goal at the end of the first half. But you talk about guys making plays. A play that went under the radar that played big in that game. They threw a pass to Hopkins. He caught it. There was no, there were no timeouts left for the Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald had the presence of mind to run to DeAndre Hopkins, grab, grab the ball, ball, run to the line of scrimmage, hand it to the center, and they spiked it with one or two seconds to go. Yeah. If Larry Fitzgerald doesn't make that play, they don't get three points. Yeah, 
And it's little things what like that. What a veteran. What a, I just love Larry Hall of Famer. And not only that, watching him block, we did show replay of that. And uh, fortunately, we had the good eyes to yeah. see it, to pick that up, that somebody was able to do that. But those are all the little things. And that's – and not only Larry Fitzgerald, but, you know, a guy because, you know, he's a young guy, he's a good-looking guy, took the picture of the Cliff Kingsbury I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Took the picture during draft where he's looking like James Bond. <laughs> and all. large. I can't tell you what a good football coach he is, man. And smart and organized. Zero ego, but he can call plays. Yeah. And he understands details. And uh, I think that team is as well coached. There was another key play in that game. Because you know crackback blocking is illegal. Yes. You hit the guy not – you don't have to even – you just can't crack back. Barely you hit him right him. in the face. You yeah. can't touch him. Uh, Kenyon Drake on a scramble. Kyler Murray is running to Kenyon Drake's side. Kenyon Drake was coming back to block for him, and he could have laid the dudes out Le- uh, two years ago legally. Yeah. This a year, Heinz Ward block. All he did was kind of turn his back and do like a basketball screen mm-hmm. to him, and that's just smart football now. Yeah. And to be able to execute uh, intelligence and not make it stupid plays, understanding the rules during the middle of a game is a credit to coaching, not only to Cliff, but all the Cardinal coaches, in my opinion. So uh, bring up the Larry Fitzgerald play to uh, sort of set the table for a Browns discussion around Odell Beckham Jr. a little later. But first, let's get into Ohio State, the Big Ten. We think, thanks to a hot mic, the Big Ten is going to play on October the 17th. The Nebraska Chancellor yesterday caught on a hot mic telling uh, another guy who was speaking, hey, we're going to have an announcement tonight about football. It Tonight passed, or last night passed, no announcement. Joel Klatt uh, tweeted today that he thinks that the Big Ten is still working to line up the nine votes it needs from its 14 presidents and chancellors to get football approved starting October the 17th, eight, eight game season over nine weeks, because it'd be devastating if they voted again and they voted it down. But we don't have word yet. We still think they're going to play October 17th. Didn't the Chancellor of Wisconsin come out and didn't Wisconsin she say? Chancellor of Wisconsin said. Not ready yet? Yes, yeah, not ready yet. We're, we'll be ready when we get the assurances we want. Michigan's guy, we presume. He had a town hall yesterday where he basically apologized to the university community for doing his job in a bad way. So I assume he's going to reverse course on football. He wasn't apologizing just about football, but about the way they brought students back to campus and all that. So he's got to mend fences and I Well, voting against football is not the way to mend fences. So I assume he's going to flip. The other thing in uh Michigan is that the governor up there has a mask mandate while you're playing. Unless you're on the Detroit Lions. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because the NFL has its own safety protocols, but as I said on the podcast last week, oh, I'm, yeah, if you practice or play high school sports, you have to wear a mask all the time while competing, while practicing. Which is detrimental. And oh, it's the, just terrible. When the, so anyway. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, the word could come any day. could come while we're doing this podcast. So, yeah. And uh, congratulations to Wyatt Davis and congratulations to Sean Wade. So you're okay with those two decisions? Yes. Okay. Why, I mean, here's, here's people do, were going to wonder, and I kind of wonder, the Wyatt Davis thing, I, I look at it and I'm like, Okay, uncertainty bothers you. He made the announcement last week before we had this groundswell of momentum leaning toward football. So I get Wyatt Davis' decision. Sean Wade's decision is curious to me for a couple reasons. Number one, it came right on the cusp of everybody thinking we're going to have football on October the 17th. And it came on the cusp of his dad being the leading guy behind the we got to play. We got to play, we got to play, we got to play. 
Okay, so you got to play, but I can't sit around forever and wait for you people okay, to make a maybe decision. Maybe that's, that's the justification. I need to go, and if we're not playing, I need to know. But I'm not going to sit here and continue yeah. to to wait for you to tell me to move, to eat. You can go to the bathroom. You can't go to the bathroom. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Wade can go wherever so he wants to go he, and start training. And yeah, now it's now he can you know do a school online or whatever, and now yeah. he can at least or drop have, out. Well, or whatever he might wants to yeah. do, but have at least a, a focus point on what he can do instead of sitting around waiting. I often say this. Um, some of the most anxious moments of my life when I've suffered the greatest anxiety is the not knowing. Mm-hmm. I'd rather know good or bad yeah. so at least I can organize a plan to do what I have to do to move forward. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you can't sit around and look... Mr. Wade did what he thought he was supposed to do for his son at the time. But if they're not going to make a decision and they keep going back and forth and the Big Ten decision is a little bit like COVID and how COVID's being reported. You can find one side that says you're everybody's dying or you can find another side that says that uh, the doctor, because I got to get a COVID test every week now, the doctor I was talking to and said, look, if if you get this, Chris, Point you got a point zero zero eight percent chance of dying. Yeah. So, you know, or so, and with the Big Ten, you can find oh they'll never play. That's the right thing to do. Safety first. Safety. Yeah, myocarditis, which has been around since man's been around. Yeah. Or you got well, they're they're playing. They're voting now. So I don't know who to believe. So if I'm Mr. Wade, I'm saying, look, Sean, we gave it our shot, buddy. It ain't happening, or at least we don't think it's happening. If it does happen. Okay, we missed out, but at least we know and have direction of which way we're going now. That's how I would look at that. Yeah, when you look at uh, those guys, too, I know there are a lot of people who are hopeful they'll change their mind and come back and play, and they may. I'm not saying they won't, but I would say that when you're on the fence and then you finally get off the fence and you decide what you're going to do and you set a course of action, there's a reason why you commit to that course of action. And I think it's difficult because now that these guys have declared they're getting – hammered by agents recruiting them and offered big sums of money to go train and all these kinds of things and their mindset probably shifts away from college yeah. football so the more you removed, the more you you shift away i would yeah. be a little bit surprised if they came back and played yeah. they made up their mind they've sort of set their course and always there's the injury risk. i wouldn't do it yeah once i made up my so, mind i'm done so that'll be five Oh, there'll no, be four, more. Four All-Americans. Down, now they got to replace Dobbins, Okuda, Young, and Davis, and Sean Wade. And you can count – I think you can count Sean Wade as a first-round pick. They would have had five other first-round picks. Yeah. Uh, five total first-round picks, rather. Two mm-hmm. more first-round picks that they have to replace. So we'll see. The goes. big domino is Justin Fields. I mean, I assume Justin Fields has a little bit more invested in playing because he's only started one year. So I would be – for a great point by you. More surprised if he opted out so than I was I. by Wade or Davis, but I wouldn't be shocked if he opted out. No, I think Sean and, and Wyatt Davis, they've, you know, their their work is there. They've proved know. it. Yep. They're done. I think Justin has a chance to improve, and you also run the risk of of dropping your draft status. You do, yeah. But I think he's a good enough player and believes in himself enough that uh, he's going to wait till the very last second yeah. before he makes a. A decision because I do think you're right that uh, he can benefit. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty decent the other night. Mm-hmm. So Trevor's got two years in the bank. Yeah, this will be his third. Fields has only one. 
And the numbers on guys who start two years in college versus those, the numbers on guys who start three versus those who start two are stark. Yeah. And Justin hasn't started two. So I think he has a reason to stay. I think uh, I think Olave has a reason to stay. I think Josh Myers can elevate himself by sure. staying. But all three of them, too, could say, no, nah, it's not worth it to me. No, and, and I get it. And, you know, then you can look at, okay, can they uh, sue for loss of income or potential future earnings, right? Yeah. And, well, how does that make a difference? Well, Kevin Colbert, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, was the one that came out. Look, if you, if it's a tie between two guys, we're picking the guy that's played the last. The guy who played, yeah. <laughs> that's Absolutely. just the way it is. It's nothing personal. It's nope. just that's what makes sense to, for us to do. Uh, it makes sense for you to order your Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee by using the promo code WE Tackle Life in all caps. Why? Because you'll get 15% off and you'll get great coffee. Spiels loves Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee. So does Mrs. Spielman. And we've got. A tweet. Did uh, you yes. see the tweet yes. about somebody saying what the hemisphere might have to offer marriage counseling with every yes. order? I, they I, think I, we ought to hire a family counselor. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, but it's great coffee, and it's uh, good fun that they're engaging in with us. And they've joined us uh, early on with COVID-19 relief. Yeah. Reminder, get your emails in by Friday. We'll draw four names on Friday for COVID-19 relief. Podcast at gmail.com. Everybody loves Hemisphere Coffee. There's a lot to love, not just the taste, not just the variety, but the fact that it's sourced from around the world and that you get great coffee direct from growers. They get more money because they sell direct to Hemisphere. Paul has great relationships with his growers, and he's a very discerning yeah. buyer. So try it out, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Coffee, uh, available via HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We Tackle Life is the promo code in all See what happens when you uh, partner with the Spielman & Hooley podcast, right. you, uh, your business helps business prospers yes, yes it does there you go and uh so do we and we appreciate that okay well yeah yeah we do we do how was the big that. show when i was gone the big show was a little smaller without you <laughs> it's a lo- it was just a medium show <laughs> uh we did talked you get a new about garage by the way hmm? did you get a new garage new garage door will be ordered today did you tell the people that i i did not All no right. if you i don't want to tell them so if you want to tell them you can tell them i didn't know did you tell your wife that was very my my I, wife. I told her as I was pulling out of the driveway. I told my wife that there was no way you'd keep that a secret from your wife, I even can't. though I labored to help you keep I know. it a secret from your I, wife. I can't do that though. It's so just shall not... we tell people everything that yeah. happened? Um, a week ago today. A week ago today, I pulled in. I was reading a an email actually from somebody who listens to the show when I was really engaged in the email, and I pulled up by the garage. I thought I put the car in park my foot was on a brake so it wasn't moving but i was reading the email didn't realize i did not put the car in park took my foot slightly off the brake all of a sudden i hear beep 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 and all of a sudden boom and i knocked uh, the garage door off of uh, bruce hooley's house car was had a little paint other than that, it was little okay. Scrape. Little, little scrape scrape about that big yeah and uh, but the garage door is uh no longer. Yeah. It's and on IR. Awful. The garage door is on I, IR. I felt awful. You did feel awful. I when did. I said it, accidents happen. Accidents That's why they're happen. accidents. And uh, my wife, we were just got done uh, talking about why I can't have a nice car because it's bad. <laughs> I just, it's just not going to work, Chris. That's what just just. You you're just not going to work because so you sometimes had... you drive like you used to play. You just you just go, and if you hit something, it's like. Oh, it's, I didn't really hit it because it's like if you tell yourself, I didn't hit it, you didn't hit it. But uh, I couldn't ignore the garage door, so I, I apologize to Sherry. I apologize to you. So 
I'll be working you were, free you were over for this Spielman and Hooley podcast yes, you will. <laughs> for, for a while. <laughs> I'm like the guy that he just apologized and apologized and apologized. And the funniest part was you had this scrape on your car and you're like, is there any way we can get that off? And I said, yeah, we can get that off. Yeah. We'll get that off with rubbing compound. So after the show, we worked on it and. Did we not remove all yeah. visual evidence of the accident? No, well, the, it's it, the quarter panels popped out just a tad. Nobody would notice that. Nobody. She did. She did? Yes. Well, sure, because you told her before you pulled out no, of the driveway. she did because she, I didn't tell her what part of the car hit the garage. And so she's tough, man. And I like, you know, I'm, I'm like, when I come here, <laughs> I'm like the dude at the restaurant that, that eats and then he doesn't have any money. So I'm back in the kitchen washing dishes. At home, I was scared to death. I felt like I was a teenager again, and she's walking around the car. Tell me where you hit it. I said, no, I ain't telling you where I hit it. That's funny. Well, anyway, we got most of the damage off. Uh, Yeah. So I uh, don't need our our law services yet. No, so I was going to say, we did not have to involve Willis Spangler Starling in this. Uh, which, you know, that's a good thing. But if you're injured, there was no, no dogs were injured in the ramming of the garage door. No people <laughs> or anything. Gosh, yeah. Just an ego bruised. So, uh, Willow Spangler Starling in all seriousness, they're great people. I had breakfast with Stan yesterday and, uh, he's very thankful for the business he's received through the Spielman Hooley podcast. And we are as well. So if you're looking for a great attorney, personal injury workers, comp, wills, estate planning, uh, anything, everything, a full service firm in Hilliard, Willis Spangler Starling. Redesigned website. Check it out, willisattorneys.com. Willisattorneys.com. All right, tomorrow night, Battle of Ohio. First Baker Borough matchup, Baker Borough battle. Uh, I'm writing about it today for PressProsMagazine.com. I enjoyed reading all the old stories from Dave Lapham and Bernie Kozar yeah. about the icy cold relationship, of course, between uh, ex Browns owner, the late Art Modell, and the late Paul Brown, the father of football. Boy, Bill Belichick's a big Paul Brown fan. He yeah. said he learned everything from Paul Brown. So uh, then, you know, the Battle of Ohio then when Modell had fired Paul Brown and Paul Brown went and started the Bengals and they ended up in the same division was a great rivalry and a bitter rivalry. Now the Browns, I mean, having worked in Cleveland, I can tell you people got way more excited about a Ravens game because they were the old Browns or a Steelers game. And the Bengals were just another game. And I think to the Bengals fans, their Browns are just another game. But now we have two number one picks at quarterback three years apart going to be, we think, for the foreseeable future, the quarterbacks of the Browns and Bengals, and I have hopes the Battle of Ohio can get back to what it used to be because that was fun. I do. I think we're a couple year, year, at least a year away from that. But Cincinnati's an improved football team. They are very improved. Their defense was, I mean, that Charger team. Tarod Taylor's not a good quarterback, but the defense for the Chargers is really good still. Yeah, and the Bengals hung right in there. Should have won the game. Yeah, and I mean they're they're improved from last year. I did a couple Bengal game last year, and and they're much improved. I don't know. Cleveland just, they're a better team than what they looked. I mean, they looked awful. Was that first-year coach, no preseason? Is that I, what we I saw? I think a little bit. Remember I talked about uh, how the veteran coaches, veteran have an coaches edge. will have a little bit of an edge. And I, I just was a little bit concerned with Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. and how he played in the accuracy. I mean, there were I just was kind of flicking. I was watching Red Zone before our game. I saw a couple plays. There was a time, big third down, he had uh, Odell Beckham – Wide open over the middle, threw the ball behind him. Yeah, and and usually he's on target with that throw. And I I, I was reading an article on Baker Mayfield, and I don't I haven't watched enough of him or that game, but somebody had a, a really interesting point. They said that Baker Mayfield needs to stop trying to be Russell Wilson and start trying to be Drew Brees in the type of style 
that he plays in. And I thought that was a really good point. Again, I just I haven't too. watched the film of of Baker, but I'm going to watch tomorrow night because I'm excited to see Joe play and I'm excited to see the Browns play. I want I want those teams to do well because it's good for our state. It is. When those teams are good. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, But that's not what Stefanski is trying to do with Baker Mayfield, and I don't think that's what he did with Kirk Cousins, is it? I mean, didn't they get Kirk Cousins on the move and move the pocket? That's what I've heard about the Stefanski yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when a play breaks down. So he needs when, to stay in the pocket more rather than... Well, yeah, or, or yeah, or just he's not... Yeah, stop running around or trying, okay. you know, get rid of the ball or, you know, you can move and extend the pocket. It's just when... When the play breaks down, I mean, he does some great things, obviously, but he's not Russell Wilson. No, he's not. And so the just I thought just started something interesting to look at. You know, Drew's hanging that pocket or, or get rid of the ball on time or whatever the case may be, but Drew's normally on target. That's the biggest concern I have is the accuracy of Baker Mayfield because his rookie year, I mean, he was throwing balls in places that not a lot of people can make that throw yeah. because of his body position. So I just think he needs a good game to have some confidence because I don't know where his confidence is right now. Did he say anything after the game? Or eh, be fine. One week we'll be you know all the yeah. standard stuff. Uh, well, Nick, what's just true Nick, though? Nick has a funny uh, comment about your uh, garage door incident. There, he says, "You want me to have an open door policy?" Well, it's <laughs> not not for an, not for six weeks, Nick, because the door can't be open. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we fortunately have a side door to the garage, and the dogs are able to be let out that way. Um, oh, quit whining about it already. Yeah, I knocked one. your garage down. Yeah, big deal. You no act big like deal. that doesn't happen. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> okay, uh, Ryan Clark, uh, former Steeler. Yes. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, ESPN commentator, though, and I think he's pretty good, said Baker Mayfield, quote, isn't that talented. Well, that's his opinion. And until Baker proves him wrong he's right on one game and like like i'm kind of going on baker's side i'm not going to give up on the guy i think it's ridiculous i think he is and has shown the ability to be that talented i told you the biggest thing that's going to stunt the growth of baker mayfield is that it's his third offense in three years that's the cleveland browns that's the dysfunction that you have known and loved most of your oh, yes. life yes that so guy tweeted at me uh, last week during the game when I thanked the Rams for having the worst NFL uniform redesign. I said, thanks for taking us off the hook as really? Browns fans for having the worst NFL uniform redesign. And he said, the problem with the Browns uniforms is nothing goes with orange and brown. And I said, that's not true. Dysfunction goes with it very well. <laughs> uh, but here's something else about the difference between Baker Mayfield year one, which you were talking about, very yeah. impressive, set an NFL record, most touchdown passes by a rookie, and Baker Mayfield years two and three. Do you know where I'm going with it? Mm -mm. Who was not there his rookie year, who has been there the last two years? OBJ. Uh-huh. And the... Wow, that's interesting. And the urgency of getting OBJ the ball targeted... 10 times against the Ravens, three receptions, 23 yards. Oof. What did Jarvis have? I don't you know, know what Jarvis had, but they they try to get it to Odell, and a lot of people are talking about they're forcing it to Odell, and Odell has to be kept happy, and Odell, 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 and it hurts the team because of the preoccupation with getting it to Odell. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you, you look at uh, the Cardinals – 
going against up a pretty good defense in the 49ers. Well, they maybe got have the best wide receiver in the game in DeAndre Hopkins, right? 16 targets, 14 catches. You want to know how they got him the ball? You take three receivers, you put them to one side. Mm-hmm. Put Hopkins, so trips receivers, yeah. three receivers to one side, one receiver to the opposite side. You got a one-on-one route every time you want it. Anytime you want it. Yeah. Over there. So it shouldn't be that hard to scheme it. No, it's Here's shouldn't. the difference with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm making a prediction. DeAndre Hopkins could have 14 catches every game all season long. And the guy, the one guy I'm pretty sure will not complain about that is Larry Fitzgerald. No. But on the Cleveland Browns, if Odell Beckham Jr. is becomes secondary to Jarvis Landry because Landry and Baker have been together longer and they have more telepathy, Odell Beckham will not go very long without being Here's a very thing. unhappy camper. I I want to think the best of people because it's the new me. I'm love and peace and positivity. I'm trying, man. I am. Yeah, and no, I, I'm trying too. I would love, though, <laughs> I can imagine if they lose again and Odell only has two catches, I want, I'll look and see how many Jarvis Landry has. Yeah. I would just want to sit in that receivers and quarterbacks room then how many times they're stomping up to see the head coach? Mm-hmm. You know, because the great players, the great players like Larry Fitzgerald, uh, they don't complain. I mean, hey, I did my share of complaining in the day. I, I, I admit it, but it was always about the team. And I never wanted to be a distraction for the team. So it's going to be interesting to see as we move forward uh, how these guys respond to each other. So... Uh, Brown's defense was dreadful. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who uh, looked great, I'm still not ready to say Lamar Jackson is uh, going to continue to be the Lamar Jackson. I don't know why you don't. Why, why don't you be the Because I can't use the Browns as a litmus test for the Come rest on. of the NFL. I just can't do it. I don't know how to turn this. Right. Right. What do you What do you? Um, I just got to have. Jarvis Landry's numbers? Yeah, I got it right here. Let me Hold see. on. Okay, let me see if I can get Five it. for 61. Five for 61. And Joko, three for 50. Yeah. Uh, Beckham, three for 22. Austin Hooper, two for 15. So they didn't get Kareem Hunt the ball out of the backfield at all. Kareem had eighty yards rushing. Nick Chubb had sixty yards rushing. I mean, they, they can run the ball. They're they're not far off. And we'll see if they can run the it's ball against the Cincinnati league. Bengals. How did AJ Green look the other day? AJ Green looked pretty good. Joe Burrow. Let's talk about Joe Burrow's okay. debut. He missed AJ Green on the sidelines. He uh, missed John Ross in the end zone. Although a reasonably good NFL receiver makes that catch and keeps his feet in. John Ross is the gift that keeps on giving to the opponent. He had a stupid false start penalty on their last drive. Joe Burrow rescued him. A wide receiver having a false start penalty on a la- on a game-winning drive. Yeah, Inexcusable. Happen. You cannot turn third and three into third and eight. Yeah, and Joe Burrow rescued him. Changes your playbook. Burrow on the last drive hit five different receivers. Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, C.J. Uzama. They were all raving about his coolness under pressure. Yeah. I thought he was going to win the game. He threw the game-winning touchdown pass to A.J. Green. I don't know if you saw that play. Was it pass interference no. or not? I didn't see Offensive play. pass interference. A.J. goes into the end zone, and you know he had his hands up. And the, Did he extend? The, the DB sold it. The DB went, right. oh, like this. Did he extend? If he ext- Look, here's maybe. what they're looking for. First no, three I'm quarters, no call. Last quarter, maybe a call. Here's here's what I know about the officials. I Fortunately, I have access to a very smart guy in Dean Blandino. Yeah. And Dean is reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he looks at it, and 
The problem you have with offensive pass interference, and it is a point of emphasis this year, if there is, I don't care what it looks like, if there's extension of your arms, it's automatic. Yeah. It's not, it's just automatic. Well, particularly given the fact that there were seconds left and it would have won the game. Yeah, it's automatic. So they called it. It's so then, automatic. That's... So then Randy Bullock comes in to kick the game tying field goal from 31 yards. And he sprays the thing way right and then comes up limping. And I thought of you because you've been a victim of a field goal kicker missing a makeable field goal at the end of a game you really, 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 really wanted to win. And I thought the only thing worse than a kicker missing it is the kicker like clutching at his leg as if he's injured right after he does it. Like I don't yeah, want to I mean, see. I don't want to see. Nobody that. cares. Dude. Nobody cares, dude. Like make the field goal. So now we have drama. The Browns, who had Austin Seibert, maybe he's going to be kicking for the Bengals. Well, here's the deal. He he missed an extra point and he missed a field goal at the end of the half. So the Browns cut him. Good. And Not the Bengals good. picked him up. And the Bengals picked him up. So he's going to be likely kicking for the Bengals on Thursday oh, night. Oh, my goodness. And I'm trying to figure out what is more appropriate. Is it more Browns that Seibert would kick the game-winning field goal <laughs> yeah. for the Bengals? It's that definitely that. Bro. Or is it more Bengals that Seibert no, would miss I think a it's, key field goal? I think goal? it's definitely the The former? Yeah. No, I think it's definitely the yeah the former the, the former, Browns the Browns. It's more it's more Browns that Cybert would kick <laughs> a game winning fifty five yard field goal for the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you deep down? You're still a Browns fan, aren't you? Can you admit that you still? I mean, of course, I. That's not I, even, even deep you, down. It's like right I know, there on even the surface. Though you took the walk. You, you 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 can't get away. It's they they have their clutches into you. There is something about a sports team that you cannot divorce. <laughs> I mean, and how many times have you tried this? If to only escape? marriages were as long lasting as sports <laughs> marriages. How many times have you tried to escape the clutches of the Cleveland Browns? Numerous. When they went to <laughs> like, Baltimore, I'm like, okay, dead to me forever. I'm freed of this prison. Nope. Here they come back again with the colors and the name. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. All right. So uh, that's going to be awesome. I, I'm excited about that game. Thursday I'll be in, night, I'm yeah, excited be, too. I'll Baker be in and uh, Philadelphia watching that. Browns so. will have six thousand fans there. I they'll make some noise. It won't be like a typical stadium. So I I I went on six ten TVN on Sunday and I said the Bengals would start two and zero. I thought I had it when they threw that pass to AJ Green, or even going to overtime. I thought I had it. So like they can't start two and zero, but I'm going to stick with them Thursday night against the Browns. Okay. Uh, well, see, here's the thing I know. Um, I actually did a little bit of producing Sunday during the game. Okay. I said, we got to show the empty stadium. No, no, no. You know, it's in my ear. And I'm having, having a conversation. I said, well, listen, bad. I got a point, though. It's an important point that's relevant. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay, what's the point? I said, look, being in a weight team, it's, it used to be a three-point. You lose three points off your score yeah. right away as the away team. Yeah. Now it's a one-point advantage for the home team, not a three-point advantage. And nobody's made that point. And just because, well, why, Chris? Well, it's communication is so much easier, right? Communication with the offense, no especially. Uh, you don't have the distractions. Um, home teams feed off the energy of fans. I, I didn't realize that until I watched the Super Bowl runner-up 49ers play with zero energy. Mm. You know, I mean, they did play with energy. There's something missing. You could yeah. just tell yeah. where the Cardinals were just all in and having a blast playing football. 
And I think the one point that is still alive is because you don't have to travel. The team does not have to travel, get on a plane, go to a hotel. Right. You know, so it was, uh, it's pretty interesting. I did not notice a difference with, I did a little bit during breaks with no fans, but during a game, because I have them jack that crowd noise in my uh, headsets mm -hmm. so that uh, my voice doesn't tail off. Um, worked with Kevin Kugler for the first time and great guy and, and did an excellent job, uh, really smart and bright and on top of things and worked with Laura Oakman for the first time. She did a great job. So, um, it was, it's, it was so refreshing for me to be focused and dialed in on getting ready for a game and watching film. Like I watched a little bit of Eagles yesterday and a little bit of the Rams yesterday. We'll watch more, but it's, it's so refreshing to get back to somewhat of a, a working schedule for me. It was fun Saturday night to sit down and watch Clemson play Wake yeah. Forest. It was fun to have NFL football on Sunday. I'm looking forward to watching the Browns and Bengals. Do you uh, buy the ratings tank or? Um, I got a little theory I think unless that. I think unless the matchup is great. I was not surprised Brady and Breeze got great ratings. I think people are interested in Tom Brady. Um, sure. I think some, I think, the ratings will be down in some places, but I think the marquee matchups will still be popular. Here's the reason why I think week one was down. And I mean, I, I get that people don't want, it's, it's very clear in evidence. Fox told us like, I'm, they don't want to watch the game for politics. They no. want to watch the game to watch the game. That's why I think the chiefs and Texans got booed was not for a, a, a displeasure of the fans against an equality message. No. It was it was a just it was play. a demonstration of the fans. I just want football. Right. Just give me football. I want a respite from the rancor. That's what I yeah. want. I think if I were the NFL, I would I would I would do this. I think that you know the NFL players. They some of the social justice things they're doing are really really good and remarkable. Mm -hmm. Those things should be highlighted. We just don't need demonstrations because demonstrations are an action that stops right there what you're doing in the actual action that you're taking that's mm -hmm. what should be highlighted yeah. and people like to see that people like to hear well they're they're helping out this player does this his his cause and i you know frankly you and i have been social justice causing for our whole lifetime as far as lifting other people yeah. up and yeah. hopefully providing other opportunities for other people by service Right, so I think uh, one of the reasons why the NFL was down, they, they didn't have the normal casual viewers because a lot of people didn't know f football started on Thursday night or did, right. or college football is playing, not playing, or the NFL even started on Sunday. The other thing is because on you know the big markets like L.A., San Francisco, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, what's closed still? Bars. Bars. Yeah. And bars are part of the rating system mm -hmm. now. You you only used to do home television sets, right. not bars or airports or whatever the case. So I, I think there's going – I don't think the ratings are going to be in that big of a deal when it's all said and done. And once these bars and hopefully people start opening up, maybe after the election, people will view things a little bit differently, and we can start moving forward. So. Uh, to your point about what people do is more important than the protest action they take, Matthew Slater of the Patriots, a friend of mine in the NFL, sent me this, and I thought it was very good. The Patriots stood as a unit for both anthems. Yeah. 
And so the 49ers. And Slater said that it was important for us, whatever we decided to do, to do it together. The only thing uh, it, that we're really missing now as a country is a sense of oneness. And he said, uh, to go forward, he said, um, I'm proud of the conversations we had that led up for us to take that action now. Action is the only thing exactly. that is going to help these situations, and that's direct action. That's not disrespect to anyone else. But he said, you know, he talked about the actions, and you have to follow through. So uh, that is, um, I think, well said by Matthew Slater yeah. of the Patriots. Uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, in look, the Cardinals didn't come out for either thing. They stood in. I was a little surprised the television networks uh, covered yeah. the national anthems as much as they did. I thought it would be a thing where the networks – sensitive to people's sensitivity to the disagreements about certain things involving our country and knowing that the anthem is perceived by many myself included as it's disrespectful to kneel for the anthem um i thought the networks might just not show the anthem because it's not hard for the networks not to show the anthem we never show it i've not done a game where we've there were a lot of games where they showed guys on the sidelines kneeling and I think standing maybe, fist in the maybe air, maybe that's a uh, first week thing. I don't know. I know that I've our yeah Fox. I don't think we show the anthem. We've never shown it. And I hope it is. I don't need to see it. I mean, yeah. Fox Fox does is supportive of everything the players are trying to do. They really are. I mean, we're the ones telling stories and all that stuff, and it's just you know, it's clear that look, we're there to do a football game. It is clear 90% of the people surveyed. There's a guy at Fox, uh, your boy Clay Travis talks about him a lot. Mike Mulville, I don't know if you follow him on I Twitter. I don't, I don't. Really bright guy. He he's all the does all the analytics, all the research, all the rating stuff. And Mike was saying that the survey they took, 90% of the people don't want politics with their sports. They yeah. just want sports. And that's our job to give it to them. And I so, don't think anybody's being convinced of anything that's no. done that differently than what they already believe. But in. I believe, I, I, I want people, look, everybody already knows either you're going to stand or not stand for yep. the anthem, fine. That, you know, that's kind of old news. You, If you don't want to stand, it's your First Amendment, right, don't, not to don't stand. Don't have to, yeah. You don't I, have to. You know, fine, don't, there were two 49ers that did not stand. Cardinals were in the locker room. Two 49ers that did not stand, which is fine, that's their right to do. Uh, but you know, it, the cool thing is if there's time, cause the NFL moves very fast. If there's time, we try to share some cool things happening in the community that these players are involved in. That's mm -hmm. what we need to sell. Yeah. And that's what will get people on your side. And I view it the same as I view commercials from almost every uh, vendor on television that the commercials are COVID related. We're all in it together. I can't blah, blah, blah. I'm done with it. Like, I know we're in COVID. You don't need to remind me we're in COVID. Just give me a regular commercial. And I feel the same way on the NFL. I know there's disagreement. I know there's movements. I know there's this, that, the other. I just want to see football. I just don't, I don't need to see all the stuff. And I would even say I don't even need to see the stuff going on in the communities. I don't need to see it. Well, because I, I know why we're seeing it is because we're trying to, you know, wrap, we're trying to, Make everybody happy. We're trying to show the people who are involved in the movements. We're sensitive to you. We're going to show this aspect of the movement. 
the fans at home, we know you don't want to see them kneel for the anthem, so we're not going to show that, but we're going to show you a little bit of the movement. And I think what you do is you give two parties, neither one gets 100% of what they want, and they're only going to be happy if they get 100% of what they yeah. want. So everybody's unhappy. So I, I just ignore it. the whole thing. I think for the most part, I mean, I know our game. I can only speak from my game because we, we, it was just normal. Let's yeah. do our game. Good. I didn't. Yeah. I thought your game was great. I was listening for you and Kevin together. Yeah. I thought you had great chemistry, and that will only continue to grow as you do. Eagles and who? Rams. Eagles and Rams. So I get Ooh. to see the Rams again. See those They're, ugly uniforms the Rams have. Oh, those are hideous. Okay. Hideous, hideous. Their stadium's beautiful, but their uniforms yeah. are hideous. All right. All right. I don't even notice uniforms. Apparently, you are like a lot of... How can I say this? Don't do a lot of people who like <laughs> fashion. Fashion. Thank you. I know what you wanted to Wait, say. You know, my wife likes fashion. Yeah. You're, I like fashion. You're like my wife and daughters. They really love fashion. Maybe you'll start doing a blog fashion. I don't take that as an insult when you put me in with your wife and daughters. No. Okay. Very good. Now, we think we're going to have Big Ten football by October the 17th. That would be an upset if we do not. Why is that date important? Well, obviously because football starts, but it's also probably – the end of the window on open enrollment for health insurance. I don't know the exact window, but I know this. If you need health insurance, auiinfo.com, Chrissy, Steve, Julie, all the fine people at AUI in Akron, they're licensed to serve you in the state of Ohio. You're already paying, whether you know it or not, in your health insurance for a health insurance consultant. It's built into the cost of the policy, whether you get it online at uh, healthcare.gov or whether you get it from a company direct. Wouldn't you rather have uh, somebody who is down the middle and has no incentive in putting you with this company over that company. They can access any company. And when they access those companies, then they're paid by the companies. So you get the free advice, the free expertise, and you find out that, you know, if you go with the cheap plan with somebody, uh-oh, your nearest doctor's 50 miles away. Uh-oh, the hospital that you could go to is in another state. Don't do that. Go with auiinfo.com. Whether you're lining up benefits for employees or whether you are lining it up for yourself, auiinfo.com Chrissy Steve they're phenomenal people I can't vouch for them enough auiinfo.com All right you ready for the uh, faith yeah, portion go ahead. of the podcast go ahead. I was really looking forward to seeing you today and I'm really happy to see you today just because I had a heaviness going on yesterday I've been trying to you you started with me a few weeks ago on the whole a few months ago on the whole like Twitter policing and being careful on Twitter and being more um, peaceful, but still uh, without compromise. Without compromise. Yes. Thank you. So um, I've been trying to do that a lot. And I've been trying to, when I retweet things, there are things that I think people need to consider. Or I try to challenge things that I think a lot of people already believe, but I have a perspective on it through my faith prism that I think they need to consider. Mm -hmm. And um, about a week ago, I read an email from our friend Dan in Minnesota who said that he had disengaged from all social media and our podcast because he said he just felt yucky and like the whole disagreements and everything were getting to him. And he said he was refreshed by disengaging. Good. Um, and I said, yeah, great. That's awesome. I am I am trying to sort through whether I should disengage on social media because I've just said here in the last couple minutes, you're not going to convince anybody. <sighs> I'm burdened by my call as a disciple of Christ to stand firm. Is standing firm 
I think God's given me a gift of logic and language. I think I can draw, connect things. Yes, and I think I, I can, I, I'll agree with you. Um, I think logic, uh, for the most part, I think you have a great gift of language. Uh, what I mean by logic good, is... And a good gift of logic. What I'm saying with logic is I think I can connect, like people will say this and I'll be like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah. I can connect those things. I can I can show the relationship between two things that you may not think that you're ignoring this fact over here when you make this statement. And I think I can connect those things. That's what I mean by logic. Okay. And so my inner dilemma is if I disengage from voicing things about the current disagreements in our country, if I, if I, for instance, I had a guy the other day tweet me about what is unchristian about the Black Lives Matter movement, about their website. He said, what, what on their website does not mesh with Christianity? So I thought, well, I'm going to hope your question's genuine. So I went through their website and I went through some scripture and I made some points about it. Mm-hmm. And Nice effort on your part. And then I could tell from his response that he was not seeking genuinely, but that's okay because maybe other but people benefited that, from I it. I find it interesting. Yeah, maybe so other, other people, people right? Maybe other people benefited from it. But then I got from that and from some other things just so much hatred back. It's hard. I get it. There's anger. I get it. And I get you're not going to convince anybody, everybody, or maybe even anybody. And so I was struggling last night. I really felt a heaviness about. Not about the disagreements, which burden me, but more so about my own personal role in it. And I wanted to know, am I, I'm trying to reconcile, am I doing God's work by using my gifts, what I perceive my gifts to be, and my ability to encourage Christians via social media to stand firm, to not be afraid to stand for truth, even though that inspires much rancor from other people, or should I just completely disengage? Should I just completely disengage? So sometimes our kids give us really wise advice. And so uh, one of my daughters had a tough day yesterday, and she was telling me about that last night, and she asked me how my day was, and I said I shared my struggle with her. And she hugged me, and she said, Dad, it's your job to stand for truth. The Holy Spirit convinces people, not you. Right. And that just encouraged me. I still don't know if I'm going to disengage some, all, whatever, but it was just neat to have uh, the encouragement of someone who's, uh, you know, 14 years old, and I thought, boy, Lord, I'm really grateful that she has that wisdom at her age. So I was reading this morning. It's the 16th of the month, so I was in Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16:25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. That is my fear with all this conversation, discussion, disagreement, is that I believe there are many people who are engaged in things that they believe seem right to them, but I'm afraid that they are ignoring that God's plan for our life is is ordered dramatically different. God's plan for our life is ordered via submission, humility, gentleness, patience, kindness, self-control, all those fruits of the Spirit which I do not see played out in many of the avenues people are choosing to pick. So what I'm trying to do is to get people to understand that the one healing balm for all our problems is the way of Christ. Peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control, understanding. It's not 
many of the avenues that we're engaging in. So I'm trying to figure out, can I do what I want to do, do what I feel called to do, but do it okay. through that prism? All right, couple points. Yeah. One of the things that you're battling a little bit, okay, because in your youth and in your younger days, you were uh, defensive. Yeah. Angry. Angry, and you were aggressive. Yeah, aggressive, went, went bitter. On, on a, on bitter, yeah, all, all, all that. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know maybe the, the uh, insight that you have about yourself now that you weren't necessarily putting into practice back then. And I share the story, but it's because it's meaningful. Like when we first started working together and we, and back then we were just getting like emails to the show. Right. Mm -hmm. And during a break, like you could not wait to respond an email. And it wasn't a response that was uh, one or two sentences. Mm -hmm. It was a paragraph in the anger and I, I kid, but maybe because you were fat, but the anger that you were typing or the look on your face and how it affected your mood during breaks, I said, this is remarkable. I will I, use a phrase to describe myself that you use uh, from Dr. Phil. I was a right fighter. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Always, I always had to be right. Yeah, that's true. And so I think some people, you know, think that you're still like that when you genuinely want to engage in somebody uh, but I battle that old inner man too. Oh, of course you do. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I think the other thing is um, what I've improved on doesn't mean they're right or wrong, but I actually take time. And if somebody makes a point, I actually listen and think about it before dismissing it. And I think you've gotten better at that. Now, my advice to you, whether you like it or not, Everything you can hold is hold to the Bible. So everything that you put out, make sure and do your research. Is it biblically true? I think it's very important too that when we point out verses and and Dave does a good Dave Pash, my friend of mine who's very smart, and uh, we don't agree on everything about Christianity. We do agree on the death, the resurrection, and salvation. So I mean, but there's. But every is the context of what the Bible's whatever verse it is. Okay, what was the context? Who was that written to, and mm -hmm. why? And Dave is a very good person. That I've gotten better at that. But as a Christian, and as a professing Christian, and as a man who uh, is open about his faith, um, you you can't keep score. And the other thing you can't do is that you have to go and understand that you are going to be persecuted. And the more open about your faith, the more persecuted you're going to be. That's biblical. Yeah, no doubt. And I always think, and then we talk about, you know, there's good versus evil in this world, not people-wise, but in the, in the spiritual realm where there's, you know, there's, there's, there's God and there's Satan. Satan knows he's lost, but it doesn't matter to him because he's going to take as many down as he can. So why would he get somebody... Uh, he's not interested in the serial rapist or the serial killer or somebody that has no God in their heart or the, uh, you know. He's already blast, got him. They're blast, already on his they're team. They're already on his team. So who do I go for? Where can I cause the most damage? So you're going to be under constant attack because the more open you are about your faith, the more attack is going to come. And that's sometimes hard for people. And so, and Satan is relentless. He's brilliant. 
He knows every weakness. He knows how to exploit every weakness. And you have a voice, and you have a voice for God. And you have a voice for truth, biblical truth. And so as long as you respond with biblical truth, and as long as you generally listen to somebody, somebody else's opinions, like I, I see when you start uh, tweeting about the campaign in presidential politics, I get your side. I get where you're coming from. Try to understand from that person. See, that's the thing. We don't know, with people that respond to us, we don't know their personal situation. Mm -mm. Just try to understand, okay, how maybe a conservative movement or a conservative president, in some sense, has not benefited them. It doesn't mean, doesn't change anything, but just try to understand where they're coming from before you answer. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I can understand... I get it. I know that you're not going to budge on abortion. Yeah. I'm not going to budge on that. I I mean, that's that's you and I. Mm -hmm. But there's other issues that I try to open my mind and understand, okay, why a, a, why a Republican Congress and why a Republican president doesn't help this person. I can see that. I don't agree with it, but I can see that, and I can understand why they can see that. I can understand why sometimes they may feel that the— that President Trump is offensive. I understand that, but it doesn't change where my thoughts are, but I just try to understand where the people are coming because the more we try to understand each other and where we're coming from and we talk to people as opposed to talking over people, uh, I, I think there's a, a better chance of everybody coming together. So, yeah. I mean, with the problem with your Twitter is, is you know, you're not responding personally attacking, but then people will come back and go after you personally. And that hurts you because you care. You want to be liked. And we're all liars if we don't say we don't want to be liked. We want to be liked. Mainly for me, it's a fear that I'm putting people I love in in physical danger. Uh, yeah, that's my fear. I, I mean, that's my fear. It yeah. might not be a rational no, I'd fear. Say it's, I mean, that's legitimate fear. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Like, if I have legitimate fears and, and I have friends of mine that hold me accountable because my imagination, like yours, may grow, run wild one day. But I think there's always, you know, be on your guard. Yeah. We always have to be on our guard. But, you know, if you're going to stand for truth, then, you know, that's not easy. Yeah. And it's you're going to be called to the carpet and you're going to be challenged. And especially somebody that has a profile like you, that has a platform with the pen, with the camera, and with a phone. Yeah. I mean, you reach a lot of people. And so, you know, you're going to have to take on some arrows, and that's fine. You're a big boy. You can handle that, and your kids are are, are fine. Look, I, I understand that because when I do something in the public, um, my kids get harassed or attacked I, I told i was having this conversation with my daughter the other day i said look having my last name there's good things yeah you get there's bad things that you get for the the last bad thing was every one of her friends and she was getting uh text messages from the student newspaper saying why is your dad suing up arlington i never sued up arlington i said i supported them going back to school or having yeah. a choice whether to go back or not go back but she was taking the brunt of it yeah. Not me. But that's a, hey, you know what? 
That's 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 what you choose to do. Now you can choose to hide here and do mm -hmm. nothing, or you can choose to speak out. It, no, there's no right answer, by the way. And I'm not being like, "Hey, coward, get out there and speak." I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. You got to choose what you want to do, and if you do it, and if you stand for God, you better be able to take rocks for God, or don't do it. I um, really appreciate your perspective because that is what came to me last night and this morning as I was praying about it was, okay, well, what's the filter you're putting it through? Like, are you, are you, is it a Christ-like perspective you're giving? If that earns you criticism, I told you that's coming. If it's Bruce's perspective, then you probably deserve it. Don't rely on your own strength, rely on my strength. Right. So thank you for that. Uh, would you like to share anything that's particularly strengthening you these days or anything that's been meaningful to you? Um, I think that for me, I really uh, have a, a, a peaceful place that I'm really living, again, one day at a time. And I don't know if it's like because I'm back doing games and things feel a little bit normal to me. And I know that, and I'm lucky and fortunate that I feel this way, that I really have a perspective of just trying to live in the moment. And to, I, like we, I had a date night last night, Tuesday night, mm -hmm. because during the season, and, and just like hanging out, and <laughs> we went to Smith and Walensky out at the oh, Easton. Out Easton? Yeah. yeah, and just hung out, at, you know, where, where you can sit, where you're allowed to sit. Yeah. But I just, for a moment, I'm just looking across the table and, I'm thinking, okay, today I talked to all the kids. Everybody's doing okay. They're dealing with stuff, but overall, everybody's doing okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of the dogs has a health issue. Found out it's it's not, of course, in my world, it's not cancer. It's a fatty tissue. Okay, we don't have to worry about that. And so at that moment, at that time, everything was right in the world. And I'm, I'm, uh, God is... I, I can't tell you how God has blessed me with two wonderful women or partners in my life. And I I don't know how that works. I stopped asking how it works. Maybe I don't need to know why it works. But I, I just sat at this restaurant enjoying good food and conversation and talking about, well, maybe we should start a online family Bible study, you mm -hmm. know, and going through a plan like that because all our kids are spread out right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I just wanted to thank God, and I sent out a verse, or not a verse, but a thought the other day when you kind of just look to the sky and say, thank you, I knew that, I know that was you. And so I had a cool moment last night with all the craziness for an hour and 15 minutes Nothing but being in the moment with my wife, talking about our family and laughing and just being in the moment. So that's not anything crazy, but it's a good reminder to, hey, for this second, for this moment in time, you are the only person in this world and we're going to focus on each other and have a great time and laugh and talk about our kids and you know, steal each other's food, try <laughs> each other's drink or whatever, and just and just be in the moment. And so I advise everybody to just get in the moment once in a while. Well, I think that's great to understand, you know, where your blessings come from and to be grateful for little things, your wife man. and your children and things that we tend to take for granted. That's phenomenal. I mean, you and I had a um, conversation on the phone 
I think it was Friday or Saturday, you were in San Francisco, and you talked about how you, even though the churches weren't open, you wanted to go and sit outside a church. And, you know, I just applaud you. It's uh, strengthening to hear your commitment to find a place where you can connect with God. Yeah. And I, we didn't both encourage people. We've encouraged people before, you know, find a quiet time, find, so, a, find a way to connect with God. Find I know. A, and this is, I'm going to give for my discipline in that I'm going to give the Catholic rules, mm-hmm. so to speak. So before I went, I said, I called the priest and I said, Hey father, Ain't nothing open out here, man. There's nothing on Saturday nights, or usually there's for, and you know you have to go to church. That's mm-hmm. as, that's required, right, to go to church. And so I was looking all over. I mean, I was, you know, I was trying to find some place to go, and there happened to be a church which I've been to before when I'm in or San Jose mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. which is right next to the hotel. And so, I said, "Is it okay if I go over and sit on the steps and?" And pray, and he said, "Of course it is." He said, "Look, I know you tried to do, you tried to make it work. It couldn't work, so yeah. you go." But uh, thank you for that because uh, it's it's something that. But I thank my faith for that because it's something that drives me, and it, I'm I have a great ability of holding myself accountable. Yeah, you which do, which is a gift. You do. <laughs> not, I don't, I'm not saying hey, one, two, three. I mean, I have been given a gift of accountability to myself. I would just say that in the past, it's been much more legalistic than it is now. When I hear you talk about those kinds of things now, it's really a heart issue, which I think is very pleasing what do you, to God. What do you mean? In the past, I think you've been like, you did it as a, I just think you were very legalistic about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, past. yeah. Oh, and I don't think oh, you're about that. I don't think you're that way now. I think you're like, you're. it's really a genuine hunger. Oh, for it, I mean, if, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I still bet, okay, do I have to do this, you know, but... But I, I'm not asking if I don't want to do it, yeah. you know. So obviously I want to do it. That's like I tell my kids: if you have to, if you have to ask, can you do something? This is when they were younger. The answer is probably no. Yeah. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> well, that'll do it for us on a Wednesday. You can uh, review us on iTunes. That would be very helpful. Patronize our sponsors: HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, AUIInfo.com for health insurance individually or for your business. Willis Spangler Starling is your attorney firm of choice can we put a disclaimer hemisphere is not responsible for any family arguments that may come up they are not when people fight over their coffee no they are not (laughs) uh we will talk to you again on friday hopefully we'll have closure on the big 10 by then slightly smaller show on friday slightly Slightly smaller slightly (laughs) not to demean dustin fox in any way everybody have a great day talk to you soon